And when you can actually do that, squeeze out 10, 20, or 30 hours per week doing that side hustle and you're having some results and you see that trend is going to replace your you know, full-time job income and we have a good cushion in real estate, good cushion in your trading account, or you have a good cushion and support in your, from your family or, or your partner, discuss that, make sure they understand what you're doing. Then you can pull the trigger. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation, it is Sarah Larby here. And before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? Well, that's our Right Club online community. It's a place where you can find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. And we've got interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, hours of videos, a wide range of real estate investing training and education tons of great information it's free to join be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com now on with the podcast welcome back right club community to another episode of the right club podcast it's alfonso salemi here today with my special co-host francois lantier how are you francois i'm good and you Fantastic, fantastic. For uh, for those of the, you know, listening to this podcast, maybe the first time or maybe you don't know who's Francois. Well, Francois is our amazing community advocate for the Right Club. He is an investor extraordinaire himself. Uh, you know, we've gotten to know Francois over the last year, maybe even more now that uh, that he's been working with us and now working alongside us to build the, the Right Club community. And uh, he's a community advocate. So Francois, what's new with you? And I know you've talked to a lot of the community members of the Right Club and a lot of new things going on. What's, uh, what's new and keeping you busy these days? Uh, so investing in the US and looking at stock options. I've been very interested. So I'm really looking forward to this interview. I've tried on my own and yeah, not a, good, not a good result. So I can't wait to hear what Cody has to say, what not to do and what to do. So that's great. How about uh, you, Alfonso, from you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, yeah, I love that you tried. You said you tried and you go, it's okay. You learned something though, right? You definitely learned something. Oh yeah. And then you got to that next point and uh, yeah, definitely super excited for, uh, uh, yeah, for the interview with Cody. But yeah, I've been, we've been keeping busy. The, the JAG Properties team continues to grow. We're building our referral partner program. We're bringing on more rent-owned projects. You know, we're selling off to our clients as well, too. They're getting a lot of equity uh, when they're buying as well, too. So successful projects all the way through. And, and yeah, this... You know, this whole day trading, stock trading, crypto, uh, you know, I don't want to bunch it all together, but alternative ways, right? Alternative ways to make some passive income, multiple income streams. We, we've all heard it before. And this is just another option, right? That you can, uh, you can try, test out, maybe see, get some information like Francois, try it on your own, maybe, maybe get some leadership, maybe get some mentorship and, and really indulge. It's just another opportunity that we want to give. And that's the cool part with the Right Club, the community at therightclub.com. You can get all the information, tools, tricks, power team members, you know, there's all types of information, one-on-one -on -one contact with people, right? Remember that, seeing people, talking to people? Well, you know, we can still do that, except we're going to be on the internet and, you know, messaging with each other and getting info and then maybe setting up phone calls or, you know, socially distanced the walks and meetings and all that kind of stuff. But you can do that all on the rightclub.com. And maybe you're listening to this podcast right on the community website as well, too. You can do that there as well. So I'm super excited. So what do you say, Francois? Why don't we uh, get to the podcast? Yes, let's do it. 
Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Cody Ye. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Afonso and Francois. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we were just chatting a little bit before uh, we got on to, uh, to the recording here. And I know Francois and I have lots of lots of questions. And obviously, you have some real estate background, you know, some stock trading background, you know, you're uh, you got the I love the background there, the big $100 bill and neon lights that looks really good. But uh, for those of the right club community that haven't had a chance to, uh, you know, come across your material or, or know you can you give us let's go with a 30,000 foot view a little bit of a background of you know your story and how where you uh, where you've gotten to what you've done and to, to what you've done today. Yeah, usually I, I, I skipped the first 18 years of my life. Uh, I, I grew up in Taiwan, but I was just a kid. I love sports. I'm good at school, but I don't find a motivation. It's only when I came to Canada as a student, as you know, through a student visa, that's when I realized everything is real. That's when I learned about critical thinking. I am on my own. If I get kicked out from university, I don't know what I'm going to do because it's very expensive as an international student. And back then, I chose to study uh, mechanical engineering because I love car as a kid. I want to become a Formula One driver. My dad told me we do not have the environment for it. So I, th I thought the second best is becoming an engineer. At least I can get close to car, even though it's very different. And that's where I learned uh, all about critical thinking, all about how to keep hustling every day because it's a very competitive environment. I, I went to U of T, so very competitive all top students come in here. So it's a very good environment to push you for. And I was good at, I thought I was good at math. I didn't want to write report. So I chose engineer and God, I was wrong. Uh, but that really changed my perspective on, on life. And just, if you want something, go get a sky's the limit type of thing, right? Cause you're a new country, new language, new everything. And fast forward, I was working at Honda after graduation uh, as a project manager, you know, there are, and uh, manage millions of dollars of project and then um, work a lot of overtime. Back then, I didn't know much about real estate investing. I was doing some stock a little bit more passively. And then I just thought the best way to save it for my first down payment is working more overtime. So I was working 400 to 800 hours of overtime per year. So we do that calculation, it's almost 50 to 100 days more. And I thought I was young, you know, I thought I could go like this forever. And I bought my first property, second, third, you know, from 20, uh, 2016, 2017, 2019. And I quit my job, you know, last year before COVID because I was able to replace my income with whatever I was doing since 2011 in stocks, day trading, stock option. So I was comfortably replacing my six-figure income. So I say, hey, this is not what I thought it would be. I move up to the mid-management and I was like, this is totally not what I was expecting, right? So I took the leap of faith. I know there is a better way um, down the road that I want to uh, be financially comfortable, but have more flexibility. And I know it's not an easy way, but I know I can take the leap of faith, eventually start firing myself and build up the whole team, whether that's in real estate or, you know, stock option team, right? So um, that's kind of the nine yard. And now that I teach, uh, teach a stock option course. I, I have personal coaching, even though I, I steer people away from that. Um, and then the goal, you know, I own some real estate and the goal this year is to buy two apartment buildings. So that's still on my 2021 resolution, you know, 
even though the, the price is going nuts, but there's still deals and I'm really absorbing a lot and spending a lot of time on, on getting comfortable with commercial stuff. And you mentioned two interesting things here. So you bought your first property in 2016, 2017, which was kind of at the height of the market at that time in Toronto area. And yeah. now we're again a new height, which we didn't think we'd get to and firing yourself. So there's like two really interesting things. Could you expand on buying in a crazy market and yes. firing yourself from your business, which I love that part. I want to know more. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So in 2016, the first property at that time, I saved up around 30 to $50,000. Um, and my mom wanted to buy a bungalow in Toronto. At that time, I still remember my mom loves those weird number combination. She believed that that actually talks to people. So she put out an offer as $526,743. I still remember because she keep repeating that number. She thought that have some kind of power and she eventually got it. Right. But everyone look at her like you're nuts. Like you pay half a million for that bungalow. It looks like, you know, 1960 bungalow fast forward to today. It's near, you know, Eglinton deference. So that's probably a good, Nine hundred to a million. Who knows? Right? We don't track that anymore. But at that time, I only have thirty to fifty thousand. So I say, Mom, I don't want to use my first time home buyer. Can I chip in? Right. So she said yes. And then two years, you know, a year later, twenty seventeen, with all the overtime, I was able to buy my own. Right. So I buy I buy my own uh, first property in in Alliston. That's where Honda is. That's where I work. I thought, hey, if I stay three to five years, this is a house I will stay in there. And I still remember. We close. We I put in an offer in November 2016, and then it closed on February uh, 2017, a year ago. Because I do all my homework, I'm kind of a geek, so I I look at the entire market for the last one year. I look at how many houses were bit over asking, and what is the range. So I still remember the most over asking was 30k only. So I know that was the range I'm gonna go for. But that was in November. I remember those 10 days when the, the house came on the market. The house was not staged. People still living in there. And then it was 460000 And I remember a year ago, this seller bought it for three hundred and twenty. So for me, I was shocked. I was like, that's a good 30%. And then you know, with everything going on, we just went in. And I was only $5,000 lower. And we second day, and then I remember those couple of days were very gloomy, very cloudy. So I was like, this is a good environment because the sellers go into winter, they're afraid, you know, it's not a good timing. They need to sell. So eventually we got it right at the listing price. But I was like, wow, that's 30% above what he bought for last year. But it's fine. Now it's now it's nuts, right? Now it's almost 800 because the neighbor's house sold for 800. I'm like, yeah. That, so now is that, I hope that's a, <laughs> enough well, of no, a story. That, that's a great insight. That's a great insight of, you know, you're you, like you said, you know, you're doing the research, you're looking, you're, you're, you're seeing what comparables, what's going out there. And that could apply to any property, whether it's a multifamily, whether it's your own primary residence, you, you want to know, right. That's a key part there. But the part that I liked is that you actually did take the action, right? You said, okay, Hey, 
um, you know, it's gloomy or I'm gonna, you were, you didn't just sit back and watch, you actually go ahead and put in the offer. And that's, what's important, you know, like even just your life coming over, immigrating, you know, going into school, being hyper-competitive, you have to take those actions to actually make something happen because, you know, you said, oh, I'm kind of, kind of, and use your words, right? Now I'm a geek and I'm analyzing and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of people get stuck on that, on that paralysis, whether it's real estate, whether it's stock trading, whether it's, I don't know, a, a pair of jeans that you're going to go buy online and, oh, they don't fit right or something like that, right? There's yes. that over analysis on things. So maybe for the audience and because, you know, you, you are, you know, helping others as well too in coaching, what are some of the things that like at a certain point that you said, okay, I've done research enough. I'm ready to go and put the action. Yes, you worked up, you got the overtime money, you got money saved, but what was it for you that said, okay, hey, I've, I've done the research. I understand. I'm, I'm ready to pull the trigger now. Yeah, um, really good question. Very loaded question. And I, I touch on this. I usually don't like the mindset thing, but now that I start teaching a course, I put the mindset thing for the first 30 minutes because I know how important that is. That's a fundamental. That will change the way you think and change the way you take action. And for me, I'm engineer background, so I like to reverse engineer everything. So everything I do, I kind of say, okay, what am I trying to achieve? I don't just go blindly do this, right? Like when I bought my first house is, hey, if I stay here for three to five years, I can move in here. That was my thinking, right? And now that I use a stock option, everything I set up now is say, hey, down the road, I don't have kids yet, but down the road when I have kids, I want to have more time. It's not all about more money earned, but it's how can I get the highest and best use of my time? I know that's a no, a trademark now, but you know, highest best use of my time in terms of activity I do. So now if I only spend 30 minutes on stock option per day, you know, I, I spend another hour or two running my VIP group, sharing with them, teaching them all that. But other than that, I can spend all the time I want. I can do nothing or I can go learn about multifamily or I can spend a lot of time reviewing deals, running numbers. And that's the freedom I want. And down the road when I have kids or family, or if I need to drop everything, because my parents are getting old and go back to Taiwan, I could do that. And nothing will impact my business or all my income generation, right? So that was my thought process, right? So I think for a lot of listeners, they're going to understand is it's not all about earning more money because most of the corporate world, as I move up the rank, I keep raising my hand for more opportunity, but at the same time, I keep working more, more pressure and it just add up, right? You get paid a little bit more, but a lot more pressure and you bring all those home with you. So that impact on different aspects of your life, you can't just look at one aspect, right? Health, money, friendship, you know, there are other stuff, but you got to make sure those are all kind of taken care of together, right? So that's why I love the way I do things now. This podcast is brought to you by Building Stack. Building Stack is a software and a platform that helps make our lives so much easier as real estate investors and landlords and building stack actually helps us from anything from collecting rent, finding tenants, filling vacancies, communicating to our staff and our tenants and anything from even signing documents and leases online. There's so much more as well. And they're a great solution for any portfolio size. I mean, even if you have like one or two properties or hundreds of properties, 
there is going to be an opportunity for you to utilize this to make your lives so much easier. And as you know, I say work on the business, not in the business. And this is a great software to be able to do that and manage your portfolio as efficiently as possible. So visit buildingstack.com or email sales at buildingstack.com. And also make sure to mention the right club because there is a great promo and a discount that you get for that. So again, buildingstack.com and mention the promo code, the right club. And now back to the show. Yeah, and it makes so much sense. When you have time, like you were saying, you have time to analyze things and find deals maybe that others miss because they don't have that time. They don't have, yeah, they can't take a step back because they're always busy, busy, busy and missing out on opportunities. So that's really good. And I want to go back to my other question too about firing yourself from your company. I'm in that phase right now, that growth phase, and you're very involved. Like we always say, don't be working in your business or on your business. I always forget which one, but I think that's where you are and you're avoiding that. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, that is definitely not for everyone. Um, So I think we probably mentioned this in the, in in, in the previous, previous recorded podcast that disappeared, but I think this is very important to mention again is don't do what I do and quit the job right away. But instead, try to find time outside of your 9-to-5 job and do what you say you're interested in. Do what you say you're passionate about. Because if you cannot find time to do that on top of your 9-to-5 job, you are not going to do it when you don't have the 9-to-5 job because your mindset is not right. You can't even prioritize things. So that's really the first step. And when you can actually do that, squeeze out 10, 20, or 30 hours per week doing that side hustle and you're having some results and you see that trend is going to replace your you know, full-time job income and you have a good cushion in real estate, good cushion in your trading account, or you have a good cushion and support in your, from your family or, or your partner, discuss that, make sure they understand what you're doing. Then you can pull the trigger. Well, unless you're kind of like me and just say, you know what? This is it, right? I, I can make things work. I know how to figure things out. Not everyone's like this, and it's quite painful. Uh, the things that we go through, Fonso will probably understand is, you know, it's it's a lot of, uh, that's the quickest way to learn, but when you have more liability, more family and, and kids, you got to make sure <laughs> everything's intact when you're flying really, really fast, right? You got to make sure, hey, what is the most important thing? A lot of people talk about families, their why, but a lot of people are actually doing a lot of things to get them away from family. So a lot of time I question, is family really your why? Because you're pushing 16 hours now and you don't really see your family. So is that your why? You say, yeah, 10 years down the road, I get to spend time with them, but they're growing up and that's the key time, right? So that's why I ask myself is, you know, maybe when I have kids, I can take a hit of first one to three years, I'm not going to grow as fast, but it's okay because I grow really fast up to that point. I'm okay of stabilizing for that three years, take a sabbatical or something, right? So that's my viewpoint on it. No, fantastic. And, you know, and to your point, right. And we, you know, everybody talks these days, you know, and, you know, retirement, or I want to, you know, quit the nine to five or fire myself. There's all the different lingo around it. Right. But I think it really comes down to is that freedom, right. Is sometimes, you know, I always say I, I quit my 40 day 
my 40 hour a week job so I could work 60 hours, but then I get to pick those 60 hours or 80 yeah. hours depending yeah. on the week or driving around and being tired and putting in that effort. But I think there's, there's, there has to be a shift of more enjoying it along the way. Now, you know, if yeah. you are young, you know, and, and this is, I'm quoting Gary V here, right. I'm, you know, I think he's very inspirational, but yeah. when the younger you are, the more time you have to make mistakes and recover. Right. So if you're, yeah. You know, you know, 60, 70, 80, 80 years old, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go and burn the ship and trip. Well, hold on. Now you've established a lifestyle. You need to certain type of living, those types of things. But if you're in your early 20s and you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to try, the best part is you can go and make a mistake and fail, and then you yeah. can start again. Right. Like, Correct. and again, and again, and again, this is from, from Gary V uh, Vaynerchuk. If you guys haven't heard of him, awesome yeah. podcast awesome, and entertainment that he has. So, and he's also talks about the multiple streams, multiple mm -hmm. streams of income, different businesses, treating your life like a business, as well as the businesses that you're working within, right. How, how you spend your time and what you're doing. So like you said, you know, you spend a few hours with your, your, your VIP clients, you're doing your own trading, you're analyzing and, you know, trying to achieve your goals of those two apartment buildings per day. Um, but someone that is in that full-time job and you said, you'll find that extra time. How did you do it? Was it in the mornings, you know, people waking up at five, the 5 a.m. club? Was it late nights? Was it both? How did you balance? Because, you know, when you're working you know, at the factory, right, because you were engineering and all that, yes. those are long hours there as well. So how did you find that extra time and motivate yourself to, 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 to put in that work? <laughs> so <laughs> I never share this on any podcast, but the truth to be told is I actually found ways to be very effective at my full-time job. As in, yes, I put in a lot of hours, but a lot of time is I'm that laziest person because I don't have that pay by hour mentality. Everyone's paid by hour there. So the more time you put in, more things you get paid. But I'm there to plan a lot of things. I plan out well. And a lot of time I'm supervising things. I know I kind of be very proactive at it. So a lot of time I already plan it out. I look very busy, but technically my brain or my computer could be planning something else if you know what i mean now i couldn't say that when i had a job but imagine if 10 hours of the day and you can actually just spend three or four hours and you do a better job than other people and you don't just waste time chit-chatting and all that i look very busy yes i was busy but not necessarily all on the job but my performance looks really good because people are like amazing oh cody yeah you work a lot so that's why you get all those results well yeah if you look at it from that standpoint, but it's how, how can you find a lazy way to achieve the same results, but not have that mentality as, yeah, we got to talk to this person, talk to that person. A lot of times I make sure I don't get in big trouble, but I do it first. I don't ask for permission. I do it first, then ask for forgiveness. And, you know, most of the time it works out. People might shock them a little bit, but a lot of times they're like, oh, wow, you achieved the results, right? So <laughs> I hope I that helps. I love that. I love that. And I know Francois has got a question, but I, but I, just something that I'm paralleling with, with in my career when I, I was working for a big global um, uh, shipping company. Okay. It's got three initials and they don't sponsor this podcast. So we're not going to say their name on it, but they, they ship globally across the world. And I, I was doing sales calls for them to, so yeah. that they would use our shipping services, you know, clients would use our shipping service. And I had two different briefcases. I had my briefcase for my shipping company and I had my briefcase for my real estate business and I can't Correct. tell you how many times I went sometimes in the wrong meetings with the wrong briefcase confused if I was meeting a realtor or if I was meeting a company <laughs> you know, for shipping but you're right it was about effectiveness right it was yes. about effectiveness if I was hitting my targets or you know in the top three top five of sales of that month or of that group mm -hmm. for that year 
if you did it in an hour or if you did it in 50 hours, it was about the results, right? Yes. And so, you know, maybe people might hear that and be like, oh, he's doing work while he's supposed to be doing other work and that's not right. No, it's about getting the results and you were still achieving what you need to in your job, but you yeah. allowed and you created that in your schedule so that now you could build your dreams, right? On Correct. the things that was for you. So I love that. I love that. And, and everybody should do that. And let's start the hashtag. Everybody should have a side hustle, right? Like side <laughs> hustle that. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And we're going back kind of to the multiple streams of income. So this it's very smart. How can you earn money while you sleep? That's how the wealthy do it. Yes. I mean, your job and all that, but maybe your job is more of a passion thing that you do a passion project and your money mm -hmm. comes from elsewhere. And that's what I'm hearing more and more from other uh, investors and high income earners. So this is excellent. I love that you only do about two hours of work per day. I hey, I didn't say just dream. two hours of work. I, I say, you know, there's a balance for that. I just try to keep it very effective. I, I like just add on to that. Usually if I book any meeting, even right now, it's only because you guys are right club. So I give exception. Usually there's no meeting in the morning because morning is my magic hour. That's when I can plug away on the hardest things, whether that's reviewing deals where I do very like brainstorming, like set up goals only in the afternoon. And I'll set up calls because that's when I'm you know, a little bit slower after lunch and all that. And at night I just do lighter stuff. Right. So protect your hours too, even though it's kind of hard to do at a full-time job, but I still try to do that. And then I told my boss, like, can we just move the meeting to the afternoon? You know, I still have something to prepare things like that. And people get used to it. Right. So sometimes I look like I'm staring at my computer for four hours, right at the, morning but i achieve a lot right instead of just turning around and say hey how was the hockey game yesterday like i have i have to compromise something we will chat about it at lunch but not not now right not not just randomly you kind of have to set those rules for yourself and people quickly get used to it so absolutely so i, I want to dig a little bit deeper here you know we're obviously we're in real estate francois you know depending on what day of the week you made 10 more offers and bought five more properties on real estate and things like that. Uh, and we're, we're, we're fully involved and that's what we talk about for a lot, but you know, this is a unique situation. You have a little bit of both, right? The real estate aspect has gotten you to, you know, to a certain level of success. And now you are actually are doing a little bit of, you know, stock trading. And for someone like myself, that's not too familiar with it. I've bought in stocks, right? There's different, mm -hmm. you know, quest trades and all different ways that you can do it. So I've, I'm going to say dabbled at the very, very, I'm, yep. I'm even dabbled is even overstating it uh, for, for myself. But um, for someone that is looking to get into stock trading, you mentioned day trading, it's a big animal. So if we can break it down a little bit of like, let's just, you know, from your perspective, the stock trading, you know, and, and, and a little bit different about what you're doing in the day trading and the difference between the two and, you know, how wealth is created with either one or, or both of those and how we could complement that, like Francois said, multiple streams of income how we could complement that with maybe real estate or our own income, our own jobs, things Correct. like that, that, that our audience can apply. Very great. Very good question. And I was a day trader for two years from 2016 to 2018. So go back to Francois's question from 2016 to 2018, before I quit my full-time job, I was working a lot of overtime at work at night from 5, 5 PM to 11. I start work at 7.30, right? So I get off at 4 or 5, whatever. From 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., Monday to Friday, I'm either sitting in front of my computer looking at four screen or I'm at the real estate seminar. And that was the compromise I make. And those hours I sit in front of my computer, I was spending one to two hours preparing for the day trading 
because I was trading the Asian market 12 hour difference. So I could do it. And now I was spending one to two hour trading and I was spending two to three hours writing reports to reflect on exactly what happened in the market was a part of my strategy and a little bit of my coaching. I hired a coach that was younger, two years younger than me, a girl, a lady, and she was really good. So I hired her because I saw her track record, right? So spent some time coaching there as well. And 11, I try to go to bed and wake up at six. So that's a bittersweet experience, just put it that way. But with all those, I wouldn't come up with all the strategy I'm using now. And I wouldn't be confident enough to say, if you're going to go into day trading in order to be good, this is what it takes. And it takes years. Okay. But now the strategy I teach is that you can have a full-time job. You can be stay at home mom. You can have a lot more flexibility. You just spend 30 minutes. Once you get to know the process, just like real estate is very front end loading. Once you get that down, a lot of times, just 30 minutes per day. Sometimes you don't do anything. And the return on that is very, very impressive. That could be the cash flow to sustain your lifestyle, right? And that's what's triggering. That's why I like that. And I know the strategy I'm teaching now, the success rate is a lot higher than day trading. Day trading, yes, it seems glamorous, but actually only 5% of people make money. Whereas this strategy, 80 to 90% of people make money if you stick to the rules. It's a lot easier for average people. And I don't want to teach say, you know, it doesn't matter if I become really successful, make a lot of money. It's how can I teach other people doing that? And they can slowly build up the confidence level and have that belief system. And we show all the track record from the history of what Warren Buffett did, right? This is part of the strategy that Warren Buffett do, right? And we, we modify a little bit uh, with, with that. And again, this is the highest and best used on my time and return on time, in my opinion. And not a lot of stress. That's another thing, right? I used to have a lot of white hair when I was day trading. Now there's not much. And my girlfriend thought I was nuts, right? Because when I was 26, all my white hair were popping out. And now they were just all gone. I didn't know white hair could disappear. And they do disappear. So... Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also gonna focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form, and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. CA. Now back to the podcast. Uh, yeah. I definitely know that hair can disappear. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so okay, so break it break it down a little bit when, when we talk about day day trading. So does that mean like, you're looking at, you know, handful of stocks, several stocks, I, I obviously, we're not gonna get into the full strategy. But the difference between the normal stock market, where you're sure. looking at, you know, holding buying long term, you mm -hmm. know, and you said it's part of Warren Buffett's strategy. I know, He's, you know, he's famous for holding on to Coca-Cola stock since, you know, it became a stock yeah. probably, right? Um, mm -hmm. But like, what, what would be the biggest difference to say if I'm buying these blue chip stocks long-term in the mm -hmm. day trading? Is that more like, you know, from a real estate perspective, is that like a flip that I'm buying a house, I'm renoing it and then flipping it? Like, how do I add value to yes. a stock or the day trade? How do I know? And obviously the time and learning that is what you spent to do now training your students and, and, and people that you're working with, but how, yes. how does someone, where do they go to learn it? Do they watch 
the, the TSX, the, the, like you said, Asian markets, um, well, like where, where, do, where does someone even just pick up on a, pick up an idea before they even call you? Because yeah. if I just come to you and say, Cody, teach me everything. I'm a white canvas. What's someone that they can do on their own, maybe spend some time before they get in contact with you. Yeah. So I can answer the question backwards. So if you want to learn more, listen to this podcast or a lot of other podcasts on my website, codyacom slash interviews. There's a lot of free ones. There's a lot of hosts that grill me really hard and actually got, you know, stamp a lot of good ideas for beginners as well from there. I have YouTube channel as well, right? Just reach out to me. I can refer you to a couple of books if that's really what you want. But really what I got from my alumni is that my a lot of my alumni told me, Cody, I read 20 plus books. I spent hundreds of hours on YouTube. I still couldn't put it together like you do. I wish I just spend those time taking your course. Again, not a marketing scheme, but that's what I heard. Now, going back to day trading. Day trading is like going to a battle every day. The market go, can go up, can go down. It looks very easy from the outside. Hey, yeah, today the market is up. Why don't we just buy low and sell high? Or opposite, hey, why don't we just sell high and buy low? You make money both ways. But we're actually in it. You're sitting there staring at this. There's a lot of choppiness. A lot of time you could get washed out. So it's almost like a flip, but you're doing a flip in a short period of time, just one day. I don't keep any position overnight. So every day I'm starting from zero. It's a very scary feeling. It's like every day I empty myself. Today, I'm only as good as my last trade. Today, I'm a brand new, I'm like baby. And then you battle through that, through the technical analysis, through the news, through human nature, you reverse psychology to think what is the sentiment and how do you capitalize on that? It's, it's very demanding. Now, on the other side, what I do now, yes, I stick to blue chip stocks as in, some, some people refer to as boring stocks or very highly growth stocks that are already making money, consistently making money. So I'm not speculating. They are either the top three leaders. If you're not, I have to have a really good reason why they will become one. Then I'm banking on that because at the end of the day, it's just like in real estate. The growth always come back to the mean. That mean is the fundamental. If the fundamental doesn't catch up, it will eventually come back to the mean. Right. So if it drop, guess what? There's opportunity. If it goes too high, it'd be a little bit more conservative. But I can use the stock option strategy to eventually own a stock I want to own, a good stock, a good company at a cheaper price. So if it ever comes down, hey, I get a sign at a cheaper price and I can write it on the way up and I get paid some premium, just like an insurance company. And not a lot of time you can get paid like an insurance company in the real world, right? It's like, it's almost like you can offer to buy your neighbor's house off market and you get paid $10,000 as an insurance because your neighbor thought his house would go down 10% or 20%. You go in and say, if it goes down 10%, I will buy it because I know what to do with it. But you got to pay me $10,000. That doesn't happen in real estate, but this is happening every day on the stock market, right? So- and what kind of money like does somebody need to get started? Do you need ten thousand? Do you need a hundred? What's what's like a reasonable amount to yeah. dabble in it? <laughs> yeah. So I, I get that question all the time, and everyone's different. Even you can start with paper trading account. As in, now that I learned from Cody, I don't want to put in real money. I have hundred k sitting aside, but I want to see the results on fake money first. Everything is real except for the money is fake. Then you can do it 
wow, I earn a couple thousand per month. Oh, okay. If I put in real money, that's, that's what I can get. Now, I've, more, most of my alumni is just like real estate investors, just like, okay, now I'm done the studying, now done analysis. I want to do it, right? So some people put in 10, 30, 50, some people put in 100. It really depends, right? But I will say you will eventually build up the confidence level to the point where you can say, hey, I want to add more money because I'm quite confident. I went through a couple of a small cycle or a big cycle like COVID. Then they know what's like to be down, what's like to be up, but eventually the fundamental will catch up, right? It's If you know it's a good start, we'll go up long-term. It's just like in real estate, the market is good, we'll go up long-term. It's okay if I buy a little bit too high or buy a little bit too low. I learn my lesson. Next time, maybe I'll, if it's like this crazy when there's 30 bidding war, I'll wait for a month because a lot of people see that I have to FOMO and everyone want to put out the listing. Guess what? A month or two after, it will drop. Not really the price drop, but people will be like, oh, now there's too much supply. There will be a small gap. Maybe that's the time we go in, right? But don't wait for too long, right? It's just, it, it's really not time in the market, but time in the market, especially when we're getting paid a premium to wait. We're like an insurance company. So you only sell the policy. You only get paid when you sell the policy. Like insurance company don't wait, right? They can't wait. I mean, if they wait, they don't get paid premium, right? But they know your probability of winning and they always set aside the money and they know the worst case. And for us, the worst case is you own a good stock. You know, it will grow long-term. A lot of stock owned by Warren Buffett as well. So that's really how it covers all, all the all the baseline. Well, no, and, and it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of, you know, when you're looking at that portfolio or anything that you're doing, whether it's just investing, stock trading, opening a business, whatever, whatever that you're looking to do, you know, it's getting those fundamentals down, working with people that are professionals in the area, looking at the history, more than likely history repeats itself, but what do you learn from that history and what points do you come in, right? So, um, Cody, you've been an amazing, amazing guest and so much information and, and an amazing member of the Right Club community. Uh, I'm super excited for this next part of the podcast. It's the lightning round. So, Cody, are you ready for the lightning round? Yeah, let's go for it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to start with the first question. And Francois, you'll go to the second and the fourth. But uh, all right, so let's get started with the lightning round. Cody, are you ready for the lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Awesome, awesome. All right, so first question, what is the best advice you received from another investor or at a networking event? Um, I think the best advice, you probably heard about that best advice, because I saw that the plague right behind you the other day, is just do it. When I say just do it, doesn't mean you blindly do it, but you get educated and you learn from someone who has a good track record We're actually still doing it or making money doing it and just do it. You might not hit the same number because your lack of experience, but 
five years down the road, looking back, you will thank yourself for doing that. Whether that's stock option or real estate, right? Dabble into it and just, just do it because it really won't kill you. You will actually make you a lot stronger, right? So that's my take on it. Great advice. And I, I really agree with it. Taking action is super important after doing some due diligence, of course. Yeah. Um, our next question is, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And I guess for uh, stock hacking. So a book or a person or an event or a website or. Um, I think there's um, like for real estate, I think there's a, a lot like, like right club. There's other clubs around really tune in on where you are and try to find the local real estate investing club because yes, there are different clubs, but a lot of the clubs are more general, but some are more uh, area focused, but talk to the people that are in your area already doing it. So you get the first hand or where you ever you want to invest because you get the first hand knowledge, you know, even though generally you run the numbers similarly, but there's small difference in terms of bylaws, in terms of regulation, in terms of rent control and, and just different things. Right now, Coming to the, <laughs> the stock option side, I would say start by reading a lot of Warren Buffett's, even if it's a biography or just his way of thinking where, you know, a couple of days ago I was reviewing, every year I sit here and I review his annual meeting. I sit through the five, six hour. If two wise old men can do it for five, six hours, I can see her for five to, five to six hours because they spit out so much wisdom. They have seen, almost seen it all. And, Yes, you know, when, when the stock market is going up, everyone looks like a hero, but will you want to be the last one standing? Not when everything goes up, I look like a hero, but I want to think if it come down, I don't, I, I don't want to be that person over leveraged. I don't want to be that person that negative cash flow. I need to start borrowing money. I want to be that person and say, hey, I thought about that. And now I, because of that, I have more cash to buy at this time. And all my portfolio is very balanced. Right? So I think. Yeah, I think absorbing that information and and getting that from you know credible sources all different right. ways discerning that collecting that info um yeah that's great warren buffett obviously he's the legend man the goat right everybody yeah. uh it's like the the best of the best right when you're looking at that so um the third question of the lightning round what is the attribute that has made you the most successful attribute as in personality wise or yeah what's do, yeah personality if, if it's if it's not your personality another attribute then what what uh that's made that has uh, at least helped you or made you successful and i actually spent four hours with a coach sitting down and find out my real why why cody hustles so hard and i can share on this why i hustle so hard is because i think growing up or even studying abroad a lot of people don't know is that you know there's point where might not have enough tuition fee to go into second year or third year. You know, that was 2009 when the stock market crashed, you know, when things happened in the family and all that. And that's when I realized I don't want to ask for money. So even my parents didn't know I quit my job a year after. And they were like, Cody, why now you have so much time and meet me at a weekday now, right? And then I'm like, yeah, I quit my job already. But it's that feeling of I don't want to ask for money or for help from the family standpoint, because I know what they've gone through is because of that freedom, that financial independence and that control I want to have. That's why I push so hard. And I know that's the right way to do it in the long term, because if you rely on someone, 
anyone can fail on fail on you. But if you rely on yourself and build a good team around it, you have so many layer of safety. At the end of the day, if you really, really lose everything, you know how to build it back up in a year or two, right? So that's why I fight so hard. I'm, I'm quite sure Francois and Alfonso can probably agree to this. But it's because of that. It's not really about how much money and all that. It's that freedom. I don't have to ask for money. If I need to go, for example, I bought a car, I could just go buy it and I make the best decision on it. I know that car doesn't appreciate much and it's a good marketing tool and I really enjoy racing. Good, I just do it. I don't need to ask for any permission and I take all the responsibility. I do. And I think that's a very powerful thing. Not a lot of people have the guts to do that, right? To say, yeah, I teach more than a hundred people, a couple hundred people. I take responsibility. I hold, hold on my quality because of that because I'm that person standing here. I'm, I'm here for long term, right? So. Yeah, it's a big mindset shift for sure. Uh, so our, our next question is, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? <laughs> so I guess in your downtime, which sounds like you have lots of it. So <laughs> no, usually, you, you, believe it or not, now that you get into a habit, every morning, even on a weekend, I don't want to put it, I, I want to say put it to waste, but I like to do very productive things in the morning, whether that's reading, even just on weekend, like reading from you know, from the morning until noon, I wake up at the same time every day. So I do very important thing in the morning. And then after lunchtime, it's all mine. And I spend time with girlfriend, with family and all that. But I, I still try to put in some work in the morning. Not sometimes it's not just work. It's just reading or reviewing some of the webinars or, you know, just doing very, um, very casual things could be too. But I feel like I achieve something and when I enjoy it, right. And I enjoy it more. And it so carries you on into the day. That's beautiful. That's awesome, Cody. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today and uh, and giving us so much information. For uh, for those of the Right Club community, if they wanted to get a hold of you, how can they get in touch with you, Cody? Yeah, they can uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, name is Cody, C-O-D-Y, and space, Y-E-H. Or, you know, we can put the link in the bottom. I do run a free webinar for people who want to learn. No obligation to sign up for anything, but I put a lot of good information. You can learn it from there and know where to start and stock an option, right? That's codya.com slash free webinar. You go to my website, go, go around, listen to the interviews, sign up for the free webinars, or, you know, look into the course as well. They can, you know, or follow me on Facebook. Right? I'm kind of everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. And I just saw the hat in the background. So say yay. Get in touch with Cody and uh, thank you. Thank you very much for, uh, for, for your time and, and for sharing uh, your story with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Francois and Alfonso. was a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. So, hey, Alfonso, how did, what did you think about this interview? Amazing content. Yes, Cody, uh, what an inspirational story coming you know, to a whole new world, really, right? Immigrating, uh, coming to Canada at a young age, getting into school, U of T, you know, really cutting his teeth, a really competitive market. That's, you know, it's crazy here, this post-secondary schools and the jobs afterwards, it's very competitive. I love that he wanted to be a Formula One driver. That was yes. you know, secretly my dream. I'm too heavy and maybe too tall or not, you know, <laughs> dangerous enough to be, a, to be a Formula One driver, but just taking the, that, you know, engineering mindset and applying it to, you know, whether it's real estate, now it's, it's a stock trading that he's doing as well too, and now his coaching program. So, you know, my takeaway there is, you know, just don't give up, keep trying, keep putting in that effort, you know, put in the time. There's not a magic formula or a wand that you can just wave and all of a sudden the empire is built. It happens over time, consistent hard work, 
And um, yeah, nobody wants to hear that. That's the unpopular thing to hear. There's, they just want it all tomorrow. Um, but you know, the, the fortunate part is that you get to gain those experiences along the way and, and build that up. So, but how about you, Francois? What, uh, what were some takeaways with Cody? Yeah, well, it's just like real estate. I mean, you mentioned it already. Give it a try. So making offers, it's kind of the same thing. Stock options, you bid, I guess, on different stocks and then you get some, you lose some. It's the same with properties. And as you see behind me, you go up. So with your experience and what you learn, you keep increasing knowledge, your network. So that's something else he mentioned that's huge is networking. That's why the right club is here. Like education, yes, but networking I think is, yeah, up the foremost, um, anyway, tip for anybody, like who you know will really influence your, the outcome and your success. So yeah, get involved absolutely. and just do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Think of, you know, information is food for your brain. So are you, are you always, you know, popping chips and candy bars or are you putting some good vegetables and fruits and, you know, nutrients in there? And, you know, it's not to say you can't always, you know, have a bag of chips or something like that. And, but you don't want that to be the primary, you know, uh, going into to your brain. You want to be surrounded by some good, some good information, some healthy information, things that have been tested, true, uh, and people have experienced. That's the best way. Think if you're going to go on vacation, I would love to hear from the spot that Francois had gone to before versus, you know, just reading all things, personal experiences, networking, talking with people that maybe necessarily don't have a dog in the fight and they just want the best. Right. And uh, definitely you can do that at the right club. Our community is the best, the best Canadian real estate community that you can find out there. And we love helping others grow together. Our community helps our community. Now it's continuing to grow in the conversations and some of the amazing testimonials that we've been having. So if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. We'd love to hear your story. But even if it's just a testimonial or we want to hear your story, how the Right Club has helped impact you or at least change your journey of your life, for your family, and some of the things that you want to achieve, we want to help you get to those goals and we can all achieve them together. Um, so Francois, thank you so much for being Thank an amazing you. community advocate and an integral part of the Right Club and, and my co-host today on, on the Right Club podcast. And for all those out in the Right Club community, get in touch with us. And Francois, what do we always say? Come and grow with us. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.